0: Hello, everyone. This is Jake McGrail of CITR Sports, and alongside me are Diana Hong and Ollie Nicholas, broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. This past week, there wasn't a ton of Thunderbirds action, as only volleyball, hockey, and men's rugby played. And for the first two, It wasn't a great weekend, especially for volleyball. We'll get to that. And after we pick through what happened, as mentioned at the end of last week's show, we have an interview for you as Ollie sat down with Joshua Kozel of the UBC cross-country team. But first, it's time to look at an uncharacteristically poor weekend for our UBC volleyball teams.
1: Yep, you can go ahead and call our men's volleyball team Persia because they still can't get past those. Pesky Spartans, also said by Corey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Corey.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, UBC hosted Trinity Western for a couple heavyweight bouts in front of uh, sellout crowds, but it was the top team in the nation that came out victorious on Friday and Saturday, three to one in both games. The Thunderbirds played the Spartans tight, sending three of the eight sets past 25 points but a few crucial mistakes left them wanting in the end
0: yeah game one on friday thunderbirds they opened well they took the first set in what was a marathon one 30 to 28 in the second they trailed by four points at the technical timeout Fought their way back, forced extra volleyball again. However, the Spartans then settled the score with a 29 to 27 win, and this this game just it just dragged on forever.
2: <laughs> yeah, the third was a wash, uh, 25-13 for the Spartans, but the Thunderbirds rallied in the fourth to threaten going the distance. They tied it up at uh, 23, but then fell just short at the end with T.W. scoring two straight points to the to end it.
1: Matt Neves was dynamite in this contest, going for 20 kills on a 410-hitting percentage. Michael Dohaniak had 10 kills, while Colton Liu had 7, and rookie James Vincent pitched in with 9 blocks, although he struggled offensively.
0: Yeah, as is common when these two teams play, especially when UBC plays, the ace-to-service error ratio was not great. We talked about this the last time UBC men's volleyball play where they had an ungodly number of service errors. It was better this time. It's not saying much. They still had 27 of them compared to just 7 aces. The Spartans, they weren't much better. They had 8 aces and 18 errors.
2: Yeah, game 2 saw the Spartans bring their um, consecutive sets 1 street up to 5 taking the first 25 to 25-18 and the second 25 to 25-22. Facing a long road back, the Thunderbirds dug deep and gave themselves life with a 5-23 win in the 3rd.
1: The fourth was another even affair as neither team could find a lead greater than two points throughout. Tied at 27 to 27, UBC was called for a gut-wrenching net violation before the Spartans took care of business on an overpass to seal the deal.
0: And Neves, he was the top Thunderbird. Once again, he went for 14 kills, although it was with a more pedestrian 167 hitting percentage. Dow hanyuk they put up 10 kills apiece. None of the Thunderbirds' big three backed down from the challenge of playing TWU, but in both the matches, it was just a case of TWU being a bit more experienced, a bit more clutch when it mattered.
2: Yeah, first year uh, setter Mason Greaves made a big impact for the second straight weekend after putting up no more than 54 assists in a series in 2021. He had 87 this weekend after 83 two weeks ago. In the second match against the Spartans he put up a season high and team leading 10 digs as well.
1: On the other hand, the Thunderbirds are uh, middling 5 to 5 on the season, but on the other, they are 5 to one against the teams um, that aren't the undefeated Spartans. UBC will look to improve both records when they return to action on February 11th and 12th a road series at UFE.
0: Yeah, and looking at the women's now, like the men's team, the UPC women's volleyball team was unable to get more than a set in either of their matches against the Spartans, losing 3-1 to both nights, meaning that all four matches on the weekend ended 3-1 in favor of the Spartans.
2: Yeah, on Friday, the Thunderbirds won the first set 25-18, to but then lost three in a row and only received 20 points in one of those uh, losing sets.
1: The good news for UBC was that both Kayla Oxlin and Kar Kovacs returned from missing the previous two matches. Oxlin had 36 assists, 8 digs, and 3 blocks, while Kovacs had a game-high 16 kills along with 7 digs.
0: Yeah, despite losing 3-1 in this one, Thunderbirds, they actually had 3 more kills than the Spartans. The difference was that TWU had 14 aces and hit a little more efficiently. They hit 211 compared to just 182 for UBC. So again,
2: it's close, but but not not enough. enough. (laughs) Saturday's match was a tough one, as the biggest set blowout was actually in UBC's favor, as they won the second set 25-17. to Unfortunately, the other three, they lost 25-23, 25-23, and 25-22.
1: The star for the Thunderbirds was Bryn Passon, who had her best ever performance in AUBC Jersey. She had 14 kills and 14 digs, both career highs, and also had five blocks and three aces.
0: Yeah. I had the pleasure of calling this game. Passon absolutely everywhere. She was so good. Kovacs was also good again, 16 kills and six digs. But the problem is that no one else on (laughs) offense could do anything besides those two players. And, And the... All the other attackers outside of those two combined hit 0-50, under 100. And there was just nothing going. And especially through the middle, TW was blocking everything. It was a tough time. And even despite that, UBC, so close. But again,
3: not,
1: not enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Next up um, are the 3-5 to five UFE Cascades, who UBC will play on February 11th or 12th. On the road, UBC split their first ever weekend series with them back on the opening weekend of the season. So hopefully it's a better week for our (laughs) Thunderbirds.
2: Moving on to the women's hockey, uh, the hockey team had finally returned to action in Canada West following recent postponements that kept them sidelined for the duration of 2022. Like the men's team last week, the Thunderbirds team ended up with, uh, finishing with a weekend split against the University of Calgary Dinos.
1: The Thunderbirds earned themselves a victory on Friday with a 3-2 win over the Dinos in Calgary. The game was back and forth with the Dinos equalising twice following goals from Ryland McKinnon and Chanrit Basi.
0: Yeah, both the teams scored once each in both of the first two periods. Bossy's goal, with less than two minutes left in the second to make it 2-1, ended up being cancelled out by Calgary's Rachel Paul, who scored just 28 seconds later, making it uh, 2-2. It was
2: all square heading into the final period where Hannah Carroll's power play goal would prove decisive, securing the 3-2 win over the Dinos. Elise Huggins, um, yeah, Elise Huggins uh, made nine saves in the third for UBC and 22 on the night.
1: Saturday was less successful as the Dinos shut out the Thunderbirds with a five-to-nothing victory. This was the first um, time UBC has been shut out all season. Before this game, they've never even scored less than two goals in a game this season.
0: Yeah, they entered the second period only down one goal, so not that bad, but Mm -hmm. then they would soon collapse as they conceded three goals in less than two minutes in the second period and then gave up another one later in the second, and three of those four goals were on Dino's power play. So taking penalties, back-to-back-to-back, not great, and giving (laughs) up all those
2: goals, not
0: great either. (laughs) Not
2: great. bit of a crumble in there. Um, Following their loss, the Thunderbirds are now tied with Saskatchewan for third in the conference standings. But they're just four points back of the Canada uh, West leading Mount Royal Cougars, who they play this weekend.
1: The men's hockey team were on the to- on the road to play against the University of Regina Cougars and they ended the week with another weekend split. The Thunderbirds are now 12 to 3 to 1 and they have 4 games remaining in the regular season. Yeah,
0: Friday's game didn't start great as the Cougars closed the first period with a 2-0 lead. Both goals sc- scored less than 2 minutes apart. This seemed to be a theme this weekend with our hockey teams. Yep. Uh, the Cougars they then added another less than 4 minutes into the second. To make it a three nothing lead.
2: UBC did rally late in the second as a shot from first year forward Carson Miller netted his third of the season before fellow rookie Jake Kreisky uh, added another at the beginning of the
1: third. Unfortunately that was as close as UBC got as the Cougars then reestablished their lead with two more goals and took the game five to two.
2: Uh, the Thunderbirds did bounce back uh, the next night as they came out the gates firing with Chris Douglas and Scott Atkinson giving UBC, UBC a 2 uh, to nothing lead early on. Douglas's goal was his ninth, which leads the team and is tied for fifth in Canada West.
0: Yeah, the Cougars then answered and scored twice to tie the game just a few minutes into the second. But the T-Birds then took the lead back just 61 seconds later as Christy scored his sixth of the season.
1: Yet again, the Cougars bounced back to tie the score at three to three, but with just six minutes and thirty-five seconds remaining in the third, the Thunderbirds scored one more time through Tian Rask and ended the game with a four to three win.
2: This weekend split against the Cougars puts the Thunderbirds in a tie with the Alberta Golden Bears for second in the Canada West standings. The Thunderbirds are back on the road this weekend to play against the Mount Royal Cougars.
0: And now, finally, we're going to take a look at men's rugby, which, unlike our volleyball hockey teams,
2: actually had a very good
0: weekend. Hmm. Unfortunately, they continued the pattern that men's rugby often has of providing absolutely zero context (laughs) to anything that happened, besides just the actual score of what happened. So, on Saturday, we do know that there were two men's rugby matches. One of them featured the first choice 15 going up against James Bay AA, while the second choice 15 faced off against Langley RC, both those were here at home. And we know nothing about what happened besides the final score of these games.
1: The second string team had a comfortable win over Langley, winning 51-20. to It's not super often that the Thunderbirds play two matches at once like this, but it was a good chance for a lot of players to be able to play.
2: I mean, the other match was a massive blowout as UBC won 89 to nothing. 89 nothing. I can add <laughs> some colour here, perhaps. We don't know what happened, but we can interpret that as there were some good tries. There was some good passes. Yes. There uh, was
0: there was probably at least five or six tries, maybe more. Yeah, just a little
2: bit. And I'm assuming the other team gave away a lot of penalties, maybe. That's just <laughs> our interpretation. of the uh, It was their biggest win since October 2018, when they beat the University of Calgary 103 to three. Wow, so probably the same in that game. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's almost impressive to just continually give up points after points after points.
2: I hope the manager was like the coach was fuming with that three they conceded that (laughs) day. We are now going to take a quick
0: break for ads and PSAs, and when we come back, we're going to have Ollie's interview with Joshua Kozel.
4: You would run for me, huh? If I wasn't brawling, I couldn't be a cup of tea, huh? I mean, what if I wasn't somebody, huh? Since rapping makes you so uncomfortable, huh? You never actually f with me, huh? They used to say I'm too loud, but that's cool now. Love my skin, always been proud, guess that's it now. They used to say I'm too black with that true uh-huh. rap, and I courier a boom bap over new trap, huh? Wearing your maze before they called this monkey where are those days that cotton picking with them where are those slaves i want them on the rise like varicose face and I'm darker than my friends. Yeah. And finally they see it and they start to get the trend. I gotta do two times more to get four times less. But it's cool cause I'm sharper in the end still. Let's talk about it. About the fact I got commercial appeal. So okay. ultimately it's them dollars that be turning the wheel. Hey. Most my homies, they want gold and not that surgical steel. They mm. want to make more than we currently will. I mean, I get it. I'm trying to stack, stack, stack. All of the coin, coin, coin. coin I love coin. that I'm black, black, black. Black, black, black. Noise, noise, noise. going going boy, boy, boy. boy. Lady parts, but I'm fierce. This is a daily thought for my fears. Is a lazy thought for my peers. I'm a paper with my tears. Yes. I got interrupt the service. Huh. I got to switch it up. I got to think above the surface. They drop huh. and they I'm picking up the purses.
1: TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender affirming client-centered models of service. Ensuring access to gender affirming and supportive healthcare that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, and now we have a, we have an interview with a member of the UBC cross country team.
2: Yeah, uh, I sat down with Josh Cozzell, uh a couple of weeks ago now to talk about uh, the f- end of their cross country season, where the team did very well and Josh did very well personally. Uh, we had sort of a casual conversation in the slight break that he had, and he sort of previewed how the track season was looking. So yeah, hope you enjoy. I'm joined by cross country and track athlete, Josh Kozell. Uh, you guys have had a good season. You, I mean, we know each other. We do the same class. So I've got a little peep into how you've been doing through like pictures on Facebook and so on. Uh, but could you just describe to us the season for yourself personally and sort of as a collective?
3: Yeah. Uh, first up, Ollie, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a blast connecting here and be on the show. Um, okay. Yeah. So this is my first year at UBC. Um I previously ran uh, five years at the University of Victoria, but I had also one year of eligibility because of COVID. And yeah, honestly, this this season was just an absolute dream. Like anything, if you told me this happened back in August, I'll be like saying you're lying. There's no way this could happen. But so, um, personally, I I uh, was able to run the best I've ever ran before. Um, I finished um we have our conference meet kind of west conference meet i came fourth individually um behind two of my teammates thomas thomas tyler Dozy, who i finished first second respectively and then at our nationals meet in november um i finished 14th which is an all canadian spot and then um, so we had two, three uh th- 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 thomas and tyler are also all canadians so they were in the top 14 as well and then as a team i think this is the best UBC's done in uh since they came back to Canada West for cross country in 20, I think it was 2018. Um, we won the Canada West conference title on both the men's and women's teams side, and then um, at U Sports nationals, we both came fourth place, which is a ranking in the country. We're both um, ranked and going into the meet. Uh, I think the women's team were like a handful of points away from coming third to so getting bronze, but yeah, for both of us to finish fourth and win the individual, win the conference titles but was huge and it's a really good step considering the team is team is pretty young i'm definitely one of the older older people on the team so it's kind of a good step forward and watching everybody progress um throughout the year but yeah i individually it was just fantastic dream season and the team did fantastic as well so great great all, of, all across the board. <laughs>
2: well it sounds like there's more to come, you know, young T, you're coming into form. Like it's exciting going into the track season. Um you've had a bit of time off now. Uh how has that been like you know having the success you had? Have you been able to relax a bit more?
3: Um are you focused to go again? How do you feel? Yeah, it was it's very weird. It's a good question because like I normally don't finish a season off when I'm like really eager and kind of keen to go back. I'm usually like pretty burnt out and pretty tired because like, it's kind of a long haul. Like you're training for cross country from like June or like June or July onward. And yeah, like after that last race, I was like, I was pretty tired for like the next like few days. but I was kind of like really, really chomping the bit to get back out there. But it was important that we took, like, I think it was nice that I took um, a week off of like basically no running did one or two weeks, like one or two days of running like 30 minutes each. And then, slowly kind of built back into it so I was able to take like pretty much the back half of November early December pretty chill like no workouts or anything like that just doing easy running um running some casually and then yeah basically from like middle of December onward to I guess now we're recording this middle of January it's been back into like pretty pretty decent training and actually we're talking today when I just finished like my highest mileage week um I've done in my whole life like I ran 130K this past week. So that was pretty exciting. And like no injuries or anything like that. And things are going things are going pretty well. So I'm really enjoying it. But it was nice to have that sort of downtime off nationals to kind of like just like you're on such a high. And it's kind of like nice to have time to reflect on that before going straight into another season. I thought that was really beneficial for me. Just like recharge like mentally and like physically for a little bit as well, mentally as well. So kind of enjoying the December break and talk hang out with friends and family and stuff uh was nice little recharge Hmm.
2: I mean you mentioned it was a dream season uh why don't you tell people a little bit about your background because you know it is a dream season for you and you've done great and I I kind of know the background about that so why don't you talk about from University of Victoria you know a little bit about your running there and sort of coming from there to UBC and COVID and all everything was against you but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah just talk about that process
3: yeah for sure um I definitely had like a great five years at UVic and I was like I learned so much and I became like definitely like just like the person I am today I would not have done that without like coaches like like I had Brent or Hillary Sellingworth like some great coaches I had and it was like a really good experience that like I learned a lot about myself as a runner as an athlete um as a person, as a person in general, I thought it was a great experience. Um, but like last year was kind of difficult because we didn't have like any races and it was kind of demoralizing considering like it was my last year. And I was really excited to just like have that finality to sort of like my university experience. And um, we did have like some time trials throughout like last year um, at UVic. And like, that was really fun to get that experience, like race to the team, put on the singlet, like hearing the gun go off. Like everybody who did that, like, Admit like all the uncertainty of COVID was like pretty fantastic, um, but like it just wasn't the same as like having like a U Sports kind of cross country or track season. So I was definitely missing that. And then towards like the end of like March, when I was like done at Uvic, I found out that I was going to UBC and um, for a master's in journalism. So I was like really pretty exciting for one for to, get, to get in for the school, and then also have the potential, the possibility of using the last year of eligibility. Um, so then I kind of like took all of last April like off. It was like the first month I did zero running at in like, I don't even know, like at least like a decade. Like I, the first time I took a month off, no running, like, yeah, for a long time. And that was really good to just like, again, like recharge mentally and think about like why I want to do this sport. And I thought about a lot about how like, in the past, I get really kind of caught up in sort of like performance basis. Like if I have like a bad workout or something as well, that'll like really demoralize me. So I really kind of realized that it's not really more so about the race, the performance. It's more about the sort of the team, the camaraderie, the the, the love of the sport kind of thing. And I was really fortunate to have like a really fun group of people at UVic that I bonded with quite a bit. My One of my roommates, Tim Longley, is like I still stay in touch with him tech I was on the phone with him yesterday talking about jobs and real life stuff uh so I kind of like the, 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 those team trips I really missed also last year that we couldn't have to traveling so not having that kind of sucked but then coming here and realized that I could kind of have like one last season is kind of like a farewell to university running like I was really eager and excited to just like you know what I'm just gonna go all in just gonna enjoy the year kind of thing um so yeah I kind of did that training by myself throughout the rest throughout the last summer and then um, got to UBC, made the team, and then basically, like, every single race just got, like, better and better performance-wise, and I think I credit a lot to that, to just, like, like I kind of said in that reflection period last April, just, like, getting back to the, the basics of, like, why I love running, and I just find it, it's it's a fun sport, and just enjoying, like, every, like, little kind of thing with, like, it's a team team trip, we're going to a meet somewhere, it's a practice, like, the banter in the locker room like having all that kind of stuff again was something that I just like got with like a new perspective and new fresh eyes and I was like oh, I'm gonna miss this when I'm like when I'm done uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the year um so I really kind of treasured that and enjoyed that throughout this past year and yeah it was kind of just it was kind of a whirlwind and I still can't believe really how it happened or why I ran so well it's kind of like people have been asking me that and I don't know what to say to it but I think it was just not not maybe taking things too seriously and finding that balance in your life about being focused on the sport, but then also having that that fun time sort of like away from the sport with your friends, with your teammates. Like these are all people I've learned in varsity sports that so you're to kind of stay in touch with for the rest of your life if you have that connection, that bond with. And yeah, just enjoying that while also kind of like being seriously running, like find that balance, something that I've kind of lacked in the previous years. And then I think I was able to achieve that balance sort of this year that played, a I think, a decent role in sort of me being able to run personally pretty well.
2: Yeah, it's, like, amazing how sort of taking yourself out of the firing line or, or being forced out of it can do wonders for your perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially putting too much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get paralysed by... Yeah, if you, if you don't get that balance right, it can just, like, cripple both sides. It's like, you, yeah, you, you're, you're almost in a limbo, period.
3: Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's very, it's very frustrating. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like you always running is one of those weird sports where you always like, you think that like, you you can only run for so long. That's kind of thing. But like, you kind of like have to realize that like taking time away from it or like, it's like, yeah, you can't like, it's not like basketball or something where you can like just constantly shoot shots in the gym, like all day long. Like you can't run all day long. It's kind of like, you know, it's like you take the time away from it and enjoying the sort of other outlets you have in your life. So
2: did anyone talk to you about this? Did anyone, is this something that just by chance happened because of COVID? Did was there any coaching or did you read anything or see anything?
3: Um, I think a lot of it was maybe like a lot of people during COVID. I just a lot of like personal self-introspection, a lot of self-reflecting. And I learned a lot about myself during that time as well. Just kind of um yeah, just kind of just it like comes back to sort of that idea of just not like, not like, like, like letting loose kind of thing, but like kind of just like finding that balance and like looking at what I've done maybe in the past of like, why am I worrying about if my splits were too bad in this one workout? Like it's just one, it's just one workout. Maybe you had a bad day kind of thing where in the past, if I had one bad day, if I had like six good days in a week and one bad day, I would just work up on that one bad day for weeks and it'll like just ruin my entire week kind of thing. Like I'm so slow today. Like and you just get in that cycle kind of thing and i've kind of just like realized like maybe that's like not not the right way to look at it And i think a lot of it comes down to also last summer i was working um, for a company in victoria called capital daily and i was just like doing some a lot, lot of writing there and like um it was like great experience as well and then but i kind of like got into realization as i was doing interviews with people and i would tell them like oh like i did some writing at uvic and stuff like people always like kind of like uh say like oh like you're running like do you do like marathons and stuff? it's kind of like, like, Oh, I've never done a marathon before. Kind of like do cross country, 5k, 10k. So it's kind of like running this like really niche kind of like community that like people like inside the sport really know about it. But like once I was in the quote unquote real world of like working as a journalist kind of thing, it was like, kind of like, you know, like nobody cares if I had a bad workout or I had a bad race this one time is kind of thing. So kind of like realizing that helped me a lot. Kind of like, again, finding that balance kind of thing and just, being being open to the possibility of like it's okay to have a bad day because like or a bad race because like in the grand scheme of things like it's just running you're doing it because you love it kind of thing
2: (laughs) when you train do you train by yourself mostly
3: um i kind of like last summer i trained pretty much entirely by myself i'll go into runs with friends um at ubc we meet up uh for like our workout days like tuesdays and saturdays um, and then we also have, like, our weight session through those days. And, like, there's, like, an optional run you can meet up on Thursdays. Um, but then, like, you have people who you might just, like, text or go for a run with uh, on and pretty much any day you want. So it's kind of, like, two set days that will meet for practices. And then all other days you can kind of just, like, meet as you feel kind of thing.
2: Hmm. What do you think about when you run by yourself? Are you a music guy, podcast guy, or...
3: Are you just in the trance? The trance. Big, the big trance guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the only time I listened to music and um, a podcast is when I, w- when it was really snowy here in Vancouver uh, in I guess like December kind of thing. And I had to use a treadmill. Then I'll like blast, like I'll put my AirPods in and I'll like, you know, um, shout up Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift. They're carrying me through some really long runs and hard workouts. Like that was really big. Um, but when I'm outside I love just like listening to my footfalls the steps in the road the mulch the gravel like I don't know I'm like pretty weird in that way (laughs) but it's like something I like really love because like running for me is just like this active meditation and like when I'm running I'll just like think a lot about maybe I have an assignment due later today later this week thinking of ways I can kind of like work on that so it's kind of like you're almost like multitasking in a way Mm -hmm. and you're just like kind of like getting out in outdoors and like just like I like love the outdoors and just like being out there so that's not like I'm inside like have to run the treadmill then I'll like just be running with my thoughts
2: (laughs) yeah that's that's probably for the best I I was thinking like when you listen to music or podcast sometimes it doesn't always allow you to to get into those positions um you so you don't think about it'd be a bit heavy to think about running when you're running it's generally other stuff that comes into your mind.
3: Yeah, it's generally other stuff that comes into my mind. Unless, like for example, I'll have like a big race kind of like coming up, then I'll start like thinking about like, okay, like what should I do in this race? Maybe like, what's a good way to kind of like go out? Like, all those thoughts will kind of come to my mind mm-hmm. as if I have like a certain race kind of coming up. But aside from that, like, no, I'm not really thinking too much about like the act of like running like itself, mm. like. I don't know. I know you do some running. Do you think about like running or do you think about like schoolwork or things when you're doing your runs?
2: (laughs) You know what? Mine, mine's a bit different. So when I, mine's a very like, it's not angry. I don't want to describe it as that, but I came, I did cross country when I was in school and I remember coming like second last in a race and people like clapping me and like, you can do it. And I remember being like. The pity clap yeah I was like oh god like awful and then now when I do my big runs like you know some of the big long like you know the 30 mile trail run I did you know last summer and stuff like that I think about I just think where are all those people now I bet they're not running and I bet if they are they're not running this far so that's a lot of like you know positive um stuff that's kind of what how I'll talk to myself I do listen to podcasts and music quite a lot when I run when I've done those long ones actually when I do something like I actually don't listen to music like when I did marathons and stuff I I, I just try and be present for the whole thing um mm-hmm. yeah be I mean, present, yeah. I'm excited to go on a run with you hopefully I can uh you can rub off on of me and I can get to the next level I don't know what my level is yet um what's your favorite places to run around Vancouver do you have any like areas I know you live uh where do you live again actually I,
3: forgot. I live in Capitlam oh yeah of course that's yeah. like kind of like where I'm from it's about I guess like 40-ish k for Vancouver um yeah I know and when I'm in UBC I absolutely love like running at like Jericho or like Spanish banks like it is just beautiful seeing the mountains and the city there like it is probably one of my favorite spots in the world <laughs> um so that's a great spot to run um and then like Pacific Spirit Park is really good for trails and stuff. Um, my hometown of Coquitlam I live pretty close to I'm really fortunate to live like to like the, the Coquitlam River mm-hmm. great trail like Coquitlam like underrated running spot I'll, I'll give that like in the Lower Mainland underrated mm-hmm. we got the River Trail there we got Mundy Park there's the Poco Trail close by Duboville Slow there's a lot of like really nice spots like along the Fraser uh for the Pitt River that are like beautifully run along um it's so, like anything like I don't know. I find like mean, being like unless I'm like, I'm like in the woods of like Pacific Spirit Park, like being like running along like a body of water or something like that. I find that very uh just like yeah, very peaceful, very calming, like listening to the whoosh of the river. I don't know. You just like something, something I love.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's the that's the biggest pill for me about trail running. Um, yeah, just being in nature. Um and yeah, I, I'm the same actually. i think of some of the most enjoyable trails I've done. Alongside rivers. Uh, you feel like you're going somewhere with the river sometimes. I don't yeah. Know. You're on that journey.
0: Thank you again to Joshua Kozel for coming on the show. Now, before we head out, Diana is going to. Let us know everything that's happening this weekend for our Thunderbirds teams.
1: Yeah, I'm permanently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm permanently taking over Corey's job. Back with the outro. Okay. So this week, um, as we mentioned earlier, volleyball have both teams have bye weeks. We'll have baseball starting. They'll be off to um, Arizona um, on Friday, Saturday, and they'll have multiple games next week as well. Um, women's basketball they're off uh, to Victoria as well as uh, men's basketball for doubleheader Friday Saturday um, men's hockey is on the road as well in Calgary um, against Mount Royal University but uh, women's hockey will be playing home um, against Mount Royal University as well um, at Thunderbirds Arena
0: And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the all-access pass. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrell, Diana Hong, and Ollie Nicholas with contributions from Corey Branson. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.